You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. Hey, what is going on, guys? Ivan Simmental, your mortgage advisor, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Mortgage Reports Podcast. On today's episode, we will be talking about how to buy a house with no credit. So in short, yes, it is possible to buy a house with no credit, or let me rephrase that, little to no credit. So you may be asking yourself, how is it possible? Well, you are tuned in to the right episode to learn how it is possible and how we can get that done. But before anything else, If you are enjoying the episodes that we are putting out, please hit the like and subscribe button and share it with friends and family members or anybody that you think might find this podcast useful. Thank you once again for tuning in. And now let's get into how we can buy a house with little to no credit. So some lenders will just flat out tell you no, that they can't do it because it's not within their guidelines or they have overlays. Let's, let, let me give you an example. Let's say your mom leaves you with a babysitter and <laughs> just fo- follow along with me. And the babysitter has rules that your mom has given her. And one of the rules is you cannot go to bed any later than nine o'clock. That is your mother's rule. And she said, you cannot go to bed any later than nine o'clock. Okay. So an overlay would be If the babysitter says that, no, I know your mom said nine o'clock, but you have to go to bed at 8.30 because I'm the one in charge right now. I am the adult while your mother is gone. Think of an overlay like this. You can obtain financing. It is now up to the bank if they will carry that risk or carry that burden of financing that type of loan. So that is in a nutshell what an overlay is. Please, I hope you liked my example. If not, let me know in the comments and I'll, I'll, I need to think about a better one. So now what would a lender look at that does do no credit financing, right? Let's take a look at what they will take into consideration for the lack or no credit. So they will need steady employment, at least two years of employment to see that you are consistent with your employment and you are uh, steady in your work history. They will also require to see your tax documents. Uh, Why, you ask? Well, they want to be sure that your employment is consistent and you are making money and you can pay back the mortgage. Of course, this one is very, very important. And this is your closing costs. Can you cover your closing cost and your down payment? So how are they going to see if you can or cannot cover this? Well, they'll take a look at your assets. What are your assets? Anything that you have in the form of, uh, say, for example, um, your bank statements, uh, 401k, stocks, bond, anything that you could potentially use to sell and then turn into liquid cash so that you can afford the down payment and closing costs. Another thing that they might require of you is to have reserves. So let's say your mortgage payment is going to be $1,000 and they require three to six months of reserves. What that means is they will either require you to have an additional three or $6,000 in the bank, just in case if anything does happen, you have the savings or the reserves in your bank account to afford the monthly mortgage payment. In place of no credit or 
you have zero credit, they will take a look at other monthly liabilities. You may ask, what other monthly liabilities? Well, they can ask for a 12-month VOR. A VOR is a verification of rent. So they'll send out a, a letter or an email or a fax to your landlord, and they fill out this awesome form that states that you have been paying your rent on time for 12 months. On top of that, they can also look at your utility bills, um, any like maybe a cell phone or internet payment. These are examples of things that they can take in place of the no credit. Now, I know some of you guys maybe have seen that on your credit report, you're able to add uh, utilities and cell phone bills and, you know, things of that nature. This is the, the exact same concept where they'll take a look at your payment history for these types of liabilities and determine if they were made on time for the last 12 months. They want to make sure that you are responsible with your debt and that you pay everything on time and that there's no lates because if there's lates, well, if you're late with something small, then that is going to translate to being late with something obviously a lot larger. So now here is one important thing that I did want to go over. Typically, borrowers with no credit or bad credit or below average credit will have to go through something that is called a manual underwrite. So typically, when we receive a loan or when we receive an application and we've collected all the documents and we've run um, everything through the system and we've filled out your 1003 application, what we do is we run it through a automated software. So this software will take a look at the entire information that we put into this 1003 application and give us an approval or a denial. And based off of the approval or the denial, then we'll go back to the client and say, hey, this is what it came back at, right? But since you do not have any credit, you have to do what is called a manual underwrite. So this goes directly to an underwriter from our bank or from the bank that you are trying to get qualified at, and they will look at all the compensating factors that I kind of went over. So your income, uh, savings, assets, verification of rent, uh, any utility bills. So they'll take a look at all of this, and then based off of what they see in front of them, um, they will either say, hey, this file is good to go, I give them an approval, or they may ask for additional documents. And they'll also take a look at your debt to income ratio. Is it really maxing out the debt to income ratio or are you in a safe space, right? Where you can go technically FHA, you can go all the way up to 56% or 59.9% uh, debt to income ratio. Uh, but let's say, for example, in your situation, uh, you are at 30% debt to income ratio. That is a lot less riskier and that's not on the higher end. Or even if you're at 20% or 15%, that shows that you have absolutely can't afford this mortgage on paper, of course. So because you are doing a manual underwrite and you do not have credit, the typical down payments of 3 or 3.5% 3 might not be available to you. Um, you might have to put 5 to 10% down in order to obtain financing. And that is because... It technically is a riskier loan. So you may be required to put that 5 or 10% down um, on top of your closing costs, of course. So that is one of the downsides of obtaining credit without a credit score or without a credit report or without just any credit at all, right? So uh, be prepared to give a larger down payment because of the type of financing uh, that you will be obtaining. 
But on the upside, at least you are able to finance a house. But again, higher down payment, interest rate uh, will be a little bit higher because it is a riskier loan and they just wanna make sure that they are covering their bases and making sure that you can absolutely afford this mortgage, plus you have the reserves, and, and plus you can afford closing costs and the down payment that come with this as well. So we've talked about how to obtain financing with little to no credit. On top of that, I also wanted to give you some advice on how you can obtain credit or how you can start applying for credit responsibly and get you on the right track so that when you are ready to buy, you have a good credit score. The quickest and fastest way is to become an authorized user. What is an authorized user? I'll give you an example. I just turned 18. My mother has had credit for 30 plus years, 20 plus years, um, and she has this awesome credit card that she has had for the last 10 years. She rarely uses it, but she uses it uh, responsibly, and she maintains a, a low balance on it with a high credit limit. So what I would ask my mother is, mom, can you call your uh, credit card company and add me as an authorized user? I do not need a credit card. I do not need to know any of the anything in regards to your credit. Uh, in regards to your credit card, but I do want to become an authorized user on this credit card. So what happens is you take your uh, mother's great credit history on that specific credit card and it automatically gets transferred to your credit. So that makes you seem like a responsible borrower, right? So that's the first way, becoming an authorized user on somebody's credit card that you absolutely trust, that you know has good credit and that you know is very, very responsible. Keywords here, good credit and very, very responsible. Um, another way is to take out a secured credit card. So what you'll do is you walk into your bank and tell them, hey, I wanna take out a secured credit card. So they run your credit and obviously you don't have any credit and say, okay, we will give you a secured credit card. Give us $300. So they hold that $300 and then you have a new credit card of $300. Now don't assume or don't think that now you can spend those $300 because no, that is just there as a security method just in case if you do not pay the balance on your credit card. So again, stay under uh, 20 to 25% utilization on that credit card. So $300, spend about 20 to you know $30, maybe get gas, maybe get food and then pay it off every month so that uh, they see that you're a responsible borrower. Now, uh, sometimes it takes six months to a year for the secured credit card to return your money, those $300, and then you no longer have to worry about having a secured credit card because now you have an actual credit card. You can also apply for a credit builder loan. It's essentially similar to a secured credit card, but these typically uh, these types of loans are offered through credit unions and it is another way uh, for you to build your credit. Now, the last way I recommend for you to obtain credit is to find somebody that you trust um, and have them be a co-signer on your application, uh, whatever you're gonna apply for, whether it's a credit card, whether it's a car loan, whatever the case may be, somebody that has amazing credit because that will highly increase your uh, chances of getting approved for whatever uh, credit you were applying for. So guys, I hope you guys found this informative. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Again, 
Anything that you guys want us to talk about or any questions that you guys have, please leave them down below in the comments or send us a DM and we will make sure to answer all questions that come through. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts.